what's a will? Yes. Take those monies and spread across families My sister Hattie and Lou, the nephews, cousins and TT Eric, the rest of B for whatever she wants to do She might start an institute, she might put poor kids in school My stake in Rock Nation should go to you No, definitely, that's a classic I'm listening to uh, Smino album, that was his first album dropped And I'm very impressed, that was my favorite album that year Damn dropped that year too Damn did drop that year. But so that was Spino's my favorite. I transitioned from Damn to 444 Sleemlessly. I listened to Damn on repeat for about mm-hmm. like a month and a half. Nah, Damn was so complex, I had to give it a break. All right, <laughs> no, all right, no, all right. No. Um, I'm sorry. We was chatting a little bit. Um, oh, was, oh, yeah. Welcome oh, back. Yeah. Dude, don't look at the screen for nothing. <laughs> <laughs> Are we recording? <laughs> Yo, welcome back. Um, it's episode two, After Dinner Conversations, back in the studio again. Um, ready to get back at it, really? Yeah, mm-hmm. back back at it, part two. God bless part to be two. Here. We didn't get canceled yet. Spotify it's said we got a <laughs> we got a take two. Just wait, just wait, <laughs> just just wait. Yeah, <laughs> they ain't they ain't hear the content yet. Um, now nah, we're gonna be real and authentic, but um, that's the thing. It's been a long week. A lot of realness, a lot of authenticity happened this week, mm-hmm. and some things that that was just crazy. But how are everybody feeling? Y'all good? <laughs> yeah. I'm better now. I'm doing better. I'm doing, mu- better. I'm doing better now. I think from like I want to say Sunday to Wednesday was just like I wasn't feeling it. And the worst was I had to work. I, y'all know mm. me. I was in Kentucky doing some stuff for work, mm. and like there ain't no black folks in Kentucky, so I got to put on like my work. Like on top of putting on like the the corporate voice yeah, and yeah. face, I got to do that amplified because I know I'm like upset, upset, and I don't need to explain to nobody why I'm upset. Yep. So it was like I had to like for eight hours a day kind of be like yeah yeah, yeah I'm, I'm fine I'm fine I go home I just sit down I'm just like he was probably drained drained I couldn't sleep it's that hard. was the thing it's though hard. I it's couldn't hard. sleep like the first night I was in Kentucky I slept three hours second night I slept three hours and the third night I slept up oh, somebody is calling me whoa hold on uh, Stephen has a call hello it's supposed to be on speaker Stephen let me on speaker hello Stephen yes. Yes, this is Juan from Tom Ferry. You doing today, sir? I'm good. Um, calling on one of my police. I dropped the keys inside of your vehicle. Yeah, I, I'm gonna check later. I'm not by my vehicle already. right now. <laughs> Twenty minutes ago. Yeah, That's a critical key. Again. That's all. I'm sorry. It's good. It's good. It is my, this is my personal cell phone. So if you do find them, it's my keys. Just give me a call back if you find them. If you don't, just text me. Say you couldn't find them. Okay, I got you for sure. I appreciate you, man. Have a good night, man. All right, you too. This dude is pressed. He, I, I knew he was gonna call back again. He called is, twenty minutes ago. Called twenty minutes ago. Like the thing is, I don't understand like how you dropped your keys when you was fixing somebody's car like that. A key? There's one key. What you get? Did you get <laughs> tires? I, I went to go get my tires fixed because that the tire light gas the uh, air pressure light was on and I put um air in it and it was still on. But why mm-hmm. he inside? Like why he inside the car like that anyway? That's what I'm know. saying. I don't know. I don't know what he was doing. And I'm pretty sure it's not in my car. Like, I'm going to keep it a stack. I'm pretty sure it's not in my car. I'm trying to figure out why he was in your car. Like, (laughs) I mean, he had to drive it into I mean, yeah, yeah, but, like, come on now. I pray for him and find his keys. I hope he finds it before. Being on his side of it, I can see why you'd be stressed. No, 100%. Because you don't know this dude. He's just a customer. He could be anywhere in the state. (laughs) And he called me at the worst time. Like, he could have called me, like, an hour before we started potting. But he did. That's the thing. No, he called 20 minutes. Like, before I got here, I mean, like, from there was a calm two-hour window from when I left the shop to when I got here. Or at least an hour, he could have called a notice and be like, oh, my keys. I could have got down real quick and checked. But we we here now. I can't sprint to my car parked 15 minutes away and come back and realize there's no key. Because I know there's no key, to be honest. Damn, what if he starts listening to the pod? 
tough scene for him. Anyway, it's all good, bro. Thank you for tuning in. Thank, thank you for tuning in. Appreciate you, good brother. <laughs> Anyways, but, back to uh, Lexus and struggles. Yeah, no. So it was just hard to sleep, and that's all. All I could think about was Kobe. Mm-hmm. All I think was Kobe. Like, and the worst part was was I got the news at the airport. Mike knows this because well, Mike Mike kind of knows this because he was in the group chat when we was talking about it. I think we got. Also dropped you off at the airport. <laughs> you also dropped me off at the airport. Got the news. Well, I heard the news around like two thirty p.m. Eastern time, and that was when the first TMZ post mm-hmm. came out. And like as soon as I saw it, I knew it was true. Like everybody was like, "Oh, TMZ, you know, they're not, they're not um valid or they're not official to stand third. But it was, which is kind of like. A wrong take to have because they're usually the first people on like most of these major stories to drop it. Exactly, like the best way I could give you an analogy for it is like when your teacher tells you like you know Wikipedia is not a valid source, but Wikipedia most of the content on there like eighty percent. Yeah, nobody right. do, nobody's really going up there and doing all that other stuff. Yeah, they, they scare nah, you. They be getting me tight because Wikipedia definitely cite their sources <laughs> and their sources are definitely at the bottom of the page. That's what I'm saying. Like that personal sources. editor stuff really doesn't yeah, yeah. like. That's a lot of energy. That's a lot of energy. Like, why but would you edit Wikipedia? But I saw it. I knew, I knew it was true, but I got on the plane. I, t- I tried to tune it out. I put my headphones in. I went to sleep. And I got off the plane. I wasn't looking at my phone at all. I didn't look at my phone at all until I took a, I had a layover in D.C. Dully's. I sat down. I barely opened my phone. I just started crying, like bawling my eyes out. Like people started looking at me. And I, was, I think that's the first time I really cried in public. Mm-hmm. Which is crazy because I don't. If anybody knows me, I don't even like crying. Like people, I'll see you show emotion. I'm like, <laughs> but I'm in the airport crying with a guy I never met before, mm-hmm. but essentially like idolized just like any other brother. And so it was just it was just rough, and it was just rough. And knowing I was going to be in an atmosphere where I didn't have any brothers around, like I have a boy in Kentucky, but we didn't link until like Wednesday. Like I was just going through that mm-hmm. solo. You know what I'm saying? Mm. Like you know I could have called somebody. I think what. My best friend, she checked up on me, and one of my friends, she checked up on me too. But like, it was one of those things where I just had to like process everything by myself in that moment, and it was just hard. And it was hard. And, and even right now, I don't want to believe it's real. Like, I wake, I literally wake up every morning and just like pray. I just had this a long cone. I had something like it's not. It can't be real, but it is. And it's it's kind of like trying to go through that process and figure out, you know, what's next. No, nah, that's mm-hmm. a lot. To especially to deal with, like, go through it and not really have anybody to debrief or discuss with. And I, I already know code switching in itself is is a beast in itself. So to do that and have to do that on top of balancing this, and this is not something you expected when you went to Kentucky. So, like, to fly out the day it happens to work the whole week in a place without, like, your squad or whatever, your boys to, to discuss it with had to be something that was difficult. Yeah, no. Nah, it was rough. It was it was rough. <laughs> I added that point about dropping Steve off to the airport because I got news when I was driving back, driving back home um, from the airport. Because one of my friends I had our group chat, like we heard the news about Kobe. I'm thinking like, oh, he buys something. What did he do? Like mm-hmm. you know, something, some basketball yeah. related. To I like people texting him like he gone, he died. I'm like, I'm like no way. Like no one believes it's true. Like, yeah, Kobe. yeah. And like for people who don't really understand. Um, me personally, my only probably personal information I'm probably gonna share, but I was born in 1996, and so you yep. know, he was drafted in 1996, and as like a basketball like super fan my whole life, where like you know I just paid attention to it like day in day out for 20, I'm 23, 23 years now, 
Um, he he was synonymous with basketball. Like everything, all yeah. of our, all these hoop dreams, you see, mm-hmm. all these brothers have all this other stuff. And always, he was always the face we always saw. <laughs> yeah, he was always the one that was always the one telling us that we should achieve more, do more, fight harder. The first ten years of my life that I can remember, I was a child. He won five championships. Like he was there. And so, like when you hear that. He died, and you know, war news came out, and his daughter was with him, and then all the other people, and everyone else on the helicopter, like three families were lost in that whole tragedy. It just, it just doesn't make sense to the point where, like, I can't even kind of like conceptualize that that it happened type of thing. I've seen the pictures of after the crash. I've seen like all what you can see. Um, it's just like in my mind, like what he meant to me emotionally in my head. I can't put in that death is a part of that, and that's yes. and that's what kills me. And not not kill me, but it makes sense because. I feel like he inspired us to be more than that, and he's mm-hmm. the message that and the idea of himself was always greater than who he was, mm-hmm. type of thing. It was always like every human being can relate to you know striving as hard as you can, as you can to master everything that you do in your life. You know, now he was a, 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 a exemplar of you know how you do anything is how you do everything type yep. of thing. And so losing him was like, you know, it's just the old question that keeps coming to my mind. Like out of everybody, why was it him? Like you know, why yeah. did he and his daughter have to go with the daughter? And I think that's what like because when, yeah, when the first came out, you didn't know who it was. You just knew Kobe, and they were saying like Rick Fox, yes, X, Y, and Z. And I think it was I saw that first picture with his daughter when I first opened my phone. That was the first thing I saw. I think I don't know if somebody sent it to me or if it was Twitter. I can't remember. And that's what really just killed me because me just imagining a father with his daughter yep. going down like that, trying to protect her and let her know, you know, everything's going to be all right. Like, that killed me. Like, <laughs> that really killed me. And I think it's hard to even look at pictures. And I've, I've been every – t- every time I saw a picture on social media, I was just – it just made me even sadder. I was about to say social media has transformed the way we deal with grief. And, and, but it's crazy, though, because, like, going off Steven's mm-hmm. point real quick – I had heard because there were so many stories coming out at, before I heard that it was him and Gigi, I had heard that it was all the daughters. Mm-hmm. So low key, like I was at least like at least it wasn't all his daughters. Like not that that made it any better, no, it but because my relative relief, yeah, exactly relative. because my mind had like mentally prepared for like a whole family being lost. And granted, another whole family family was lost, like mm-hmm. a mom, mm-hmm. a dad, and a daughter. Mm-hmm. But to me, it was like, okay, there, there's some relief, like you said, relative relief in the fact that it wasn't all the daughters. But now there's three girls that will hear these amazing stories about their father, and many of them aren't really old enough to to remember any of them, especially mm-hmm. the youngest one. Who was born last year. And it, it's crazy because, like, we celebrate this day, and I think we were all together the night before it happened, celebrating yeah. life and mm-hmm. celebrating the, the Kobe, the Kobe year. We were just talking that, about last episode. That, we like, literally spent the last exactly. episode talking about, you know, the prime of our careers. Like, we, we're at that time. <laughs> and it's crazy. Like, we, this we, is the year we're supposed to go, my bad, this is the year we're supposed to go hard. This is the year we're supposed to put it all out Because it's the Kobe yeah, year. Like, yeah. and, those, and those things, like, hard work and going off and getting to the bag and everything are synonymous with the man that was lost in the most tragic of things because it just didn't seem real like the concept of it like helicopter crash I said, I said that all week Sunday. I told people all week I'm that like too. what because like, like normal people who did, we, don't, we don't see helicopters exactly like, yeah. why, we like, why was he in the helicopter on a Sunday morning and then you get, you get, it's a normal thing yeah, yeah. it's a normal thing you, you, get, you get mad <laughs> at like everything associated with the situation like a helicopter why was he in the helicopter why didn't you just drive? Like, you, why, was, why was it foggy? Why, why was, was it flying? Fog? The fog? No, and like, you're like, why, why yeah. is it foggy that day? Why is yeah. it foggy in LA? LA it's like flying to practice, like practice on a Sunday. Like, you, know, <laughs> like, you, you just get up. You keep, yeah. you trying to bring this everything together. Like, no. And it's, I was talking, talking to Mike earlier today. It's just, I feel like process. I'm at the point where like 
I'm really looking at everything. I'm like, why? Like, how did this happen to the exact point that fatalities had to happen? Like, when I first heard it, I thought I was like, you know, maybe there was a chance, but, you know, first response didn't come in time to stand in the third. Once I really saw the pictures and there was, I saw, like, the news breakdown, how fast the plane was going, going down, I was just like, <sighs> to be honest, I haven't even looked at any of the aftermath because I just can't bring myself it, to looking at it. It's hard process. It's hard process. Like anything associated with Kobe that was past pictures, up until I want to say maybe like Thursday, I couldn't look at without crying. Mm-hmm. Like people, oh yo, look at this video, of Kobe. I'll get thirty minutes in, just tears rolling down my face. Like I started watching. Monday's first take on Wednesday at the no, airport, and I got six minutes in. And I just started crying. I've only been I've, I've, I've only been able to watch clips because I can't watch anything in full duration. It's hard. That, that was even hard. the two, even the three minute clips, like the three to five minute clips mm-hmm. that people have been posting on their social medias, like the Stephen A. one, um, and somebody else did Doc one. Doc Rivers one was bad. The Doc Rivers hard, one that's that had me hard, crying hard, again. Yeah. Yeah, and the hard. and the female reporter that talked about him being a girl, girl dad. dad. That was hard. That was hard. It was just. It's, all of it was just terrible. <laughs> like every part of this, but I think that that's the thing about social media, though, that makes it so different. Well, in today's day and age, that people die, and, that, and we're just and like we're just constantly being fed like images and videos of his life that you wouldn't have had ten years ago. And, yeah. and it's so real. Mm-hmm. Like the the way technology is, and everything looks so clear and real. I'm like, oh, this was mm-hmm. just Kobe yesterday. Like, no, he can't be gone. Like, this was him yeah. yesterday. But I think I think it makes it Last worse week, for like his wife and his daughters now mm-hmm. yeah. because they can't separate themselves from it. Like, even I think somebody was. Pressing LeBron and pressing his pressing wife. Pressing like, LeBron to say something. Why don't you make a statement? Like, everybody Ridiculous. grieves differently. Even if he mm. never wanted to make a statement, that's not for me to say, like, he needs to make a statement. Yeah. If he mm. don't want to speak at a funeral, that's not for me to say he needs to speak at a funeral mm-hmm. because everybody grieves differently and you can't even have time to grieve because everybody's doing their memorials and nothing's wrong with that, mm. but it's hard. Like, you mm. go on your phone and you see a legacy of a man that you probably idolized most of your career and for his wife, a man that you loved, and then much has competed against competed like, relentlessly against, all the time. Who, and the thing is, like, Kobe's really the one who's pushing LeBron. Like, we yeah. can talk about Dwayne Wade winning all this, the championships, this, that, and the third, but, Co- like, All-Star like, game, Kobe gets upset at LeBron for not taking the last shot. Like, yeah. Kobe... Or not defending him. Or not yeah. defending him. <laughs> like, I remember, I, I like you remember that so vividly, right? Yeah. Uh, I remember I was in Virginia when I was watching that. It's like, you can't, you just really can't tell somebody how they have to, like, they need to do what's best mm-hmm. for them. And when I saw people like, oh, LeBron didn't say anything yet, it was like, yo, why are you thinking about LeBron right now? Yeah. And that's crazy. Like, why, what does LeBron need to say? Like, what is he going to say that's going to make it better? There's nothing he can say that's going to bring Kobe back. Like, mm-hmm. so what's even if he says something three months from now, what's going to be the difference between him saying it on Tuesday and him saying it in, in May? April. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I think, that was my frustration. No, I think it just goes into, like, a, which is a completely separate conversation for a completely different episode. But it's just that kind of social media arrogance that got, that has where, like, because people have, because we're at, in time, we have such unprecedented access to all of each other's lives mm-hmm. um, to the point that we're hearing all these stories about, you know, all these different celebrities and different relationships that they, they choosing to share about how they have with Kobe that people think that they have some type of, that because they're on Twitter and they have an opinion, they can post it and they can see it be tangibly in a digital format. Yeah. Um, they think that, you know, that means a lot to, like, you know, LeBron, I'm in his comment section. He sees this. Why don't you go and, you know, give your, um, boom, like, you know, your your speech or whatever you're saying about what, his passing type of thing. 
um, which is completely very like narcissistic and self self absorbed for you to you know be like some people was like saying some wild things about him on his comment section before wow. he posted like completely inappropriate and disrespectful things towards him. Um, Why he was in the middle grieving like we seen the video he couldn't get off the plane and he was crying off the plane and then like, people were, were just coming at him like relentlessly. So it's just like you know people just like social like just being able to like. I don't know, I'm not going to go deeper into it because it has a lot to do with how people identify themselves on social media. and Identify like, themselves and also it's just this level of immortality they attach to somebody. Yeah. Like, God forbid LeBron has emotions, right? Or God forbid him as a man and as an athlete uh, loved Kobe, even though they competed. It's like, it's hard for them to separate that this they themselves are just like LeBron as being human and person of emotions. But I think, but I think it's, I mm-hmm. think it's even a little bit deeper than that. I think it's the fact that they know LeBron has emotions, but they need to be a part of LeBron's emotional process. Okay. Mm-hmm. So like they know LeBron's going to grieve, but yeah. they need to feel like they know through emojis and through words that they're a part of his process. Like, no, you're not a part of his process. He don't know you. <laughs> <laughs> he don't know he you. don't know you. He doesn't know your name. Never heard of you. <sighs> but it's crazy. So now, now it's literally just the legacy piece, and you know, for many people, that legacy is gonna live on, you know, forever. forever. I think, like Mike said, we were both born in '96, so to have that be the beginning of his career and the beginning of our lives at the same time, it's been this 24 essentially, and you know, we about to celebrate Mike's. I don't even. I can't call it that year anymore. But this gonna be my Kobe year. It has to be. So, um, but legacy wise, so yeah, you yeah. know, mm-hmm. that's that's what you know we're getting preparing to celebrate. Now that legacy, what is it? You know, and what what does it empower us to focus more on on our our own legacies? Understanding that you know him being forty one, like it literally takes thirty seconds to, to to be here versus to not be here. That's young. 41, so young. He's younger than all of our parents. <laughs> yeah, li- no, literally. Yeah. Like, it's crazy. That's what my mom was saying when I called her. She, my mom was like 46, 47 type of thing. It's, it's legacy, yeah. It's, it's, it's rough. It's rough. And especially, like, how symbolic he is that we have Mamba Day, right? <laughs> like, he's anybody who can transcend their art and get past their art to influence the world is somebody special. Like, somebody can have a zero affiliation with basketball, no affinity to mm-hmm. basketball, no, don't even care for sports. You talk about Kobe Bryant, they're like, oh, yeah, Kobe loved that guy. Because he is just that significant in the greater world outside of sports. And you don't, there's not a lot of people you can say that about that are so big they're larger than the brand of what where they started. Yeah, but I think I think the brand I feel like the one thing about Kobe is like it's such a consistent brand. Yes. So like there's there's a loyalty to LA. Like there's a passion for basketball. There's a commitment to his daughters and to being a humanitarian, a philanthropist. Like these things are so consistent. So like for some other players it's like, dang, I don't know which do I support the player or the team? Like, no, Kobe's always been in LA. Like you all like you might have changed numbers, but you always had a purple and gold jersey. Yeah. Like you he always did these things. It was always the Lakers that was in the championship. Regardless of you know him and Shaq and all these other things, like he was he was still there. He was gonna he was gonna be there. He was gonna put on a good show, a good performance. He was gonna out hustle the next person. I think for me that's the biggest thing, the fact that he's gonna out hustle whoever's in front of him. Yeah, it, it's funny because I was the, when I finally got through that one episode first take I watched, 
um, I think Mike Mike Greenberg was on, and he was talking about the transition from the MJ era to Kobe and how everybody wanted to be like Mike. Everybody wanted to be like Mike. But it was like Kobe did it. It was like how dare this man, in a good way, mm-hmm. how dare this man actually try to be mm-hmm. like Mike. And it was like be like Mike, yeah, I wish I could be like Mike. And Kobe's just walked in and said, I'm going to be like Mike. Mm-hmm. And I remember it has to be at 2014 when I first started seeing those videos where people started compiling the exact same spots on the court that Kobe and MJ are at doing the exact same move. And people start getting good at editing. Yeah, and yeah. And <laughs> <laughs> some good videos. I had to, I, they, they, they do it with him and his daughter, too, when she yes. started doing the shot like him. I think it, was, it had to be 2014 or at latest 2015 or 2016. And it's like an eight-minute video. And I was just watching it. And I'm like, this man is literally a carbon copy. And the thing is, it's like, people – as much as you saw Kobe associated to MJ and his game, we don't say MJ when we about to shoot something, right? Kobe took the greatness that was Michael Jordan's and like made it his own. Mm-hmm. And I think that's one of like the most beautiful things if you really think about it because to take somebody's, not take, but to emulate somebody's game to an extent that, and even improve upon it because Kobe was better in certain parts of the game than MJ, and make it your own and that people recognize and it's influenced enough that the whole generation that grew up on you is like, yeah, Kobe? Yeah. But, I mean, I think that's one of the things that we talked about earlier, like, made him this superhuman person that really made that story on Sunday morning not seem, or Sunday afternoon not seem real. Yeah. Because of those things, like, nobody could be like Mike, like you said. Kobe did it. Nobody could make these shots turned around, you know, basically out of bounds. But Kobe, Kobe did it, and we and we would go watch the games, and then go out to the basketball court and, and try to do the same. Try thing. to do the same and thing. Hit the back rim. <laughs> hit the rim. I ain't hit the rim. Like so, like not even hit the rim. But you know, it's how did this happen? Like it just doesn't make sense. So mm-hmm. for me, that was one of the things. Like this got to be fake. When I first heard it, for like the first hour, I was like, yo, this got to be fake. Mm-hmm. And I'm in group chats. Like you heard about this, and then a new. New thing would develop. I would get a new ding on my phone. Yep. Nah, nah, it's not real. It took me like three hours to be like, this This, this might be. I, I didn't even say this is real. I said this might be real. And it took me like another two hours. And it was like, yo. The, the news Twitter outlets were quoting the story with TMZ. They said via, T- I think it was like ABC News 8 in some state. Via TMZ, Kobe. It's like they, they themselves didn't even know what's going on. That's a whole different discussion right there. But it was like. The information getting to you because you heard so many things was like, oh, you didn't want to believe it. But yeah. that moment when I first heard it, I just, I just knew. I was like, who, who would be so cruel to make this up? Who That's would true. be so insane to make that up? It was, it was hard. It was hard. Yeah, but I mean, yeah, I've just been saying thinking about like what a part of like we're talking about legacies and what about his legacy that I really like liked a lot. Someone made a fantastic point. I forgot who it was. Um, but they were like, you know, someone who had like a 20 year NBA career, career, won 5,000, no, 5,000, won five championship, uh, 30,000 points or 33,000 points, like fourth all time on the scoring list in the NBA. Uh, he won an Oscar. I think he won another award. I'm not sure which um, one. He was doing some verses every now and then. Some verses. He was doing some verses. Like he was doing some verses. Multiple he was all defensive team, first teams. Yeah. Multiple. 18, 18 time All Star. Yeah. Um, he was in high school winning National Player of the Year. So, like. Yeah, 100%. Must just be drafted out of high school, too. <laughs> right. Um, and he was coaching his daughter's team. He had his own uh, young yeah, youth, youth team. Um, own brand, his own sports academy, and they said the one thing that we're talking about about after he died is how much potential he had to do more, more. in his life, in his, uh, so far in his second act of his life. 
And um, that that striving for never being settled and never really taking life just by what it gives to you and always wanting to contribute more back to it for what was given to you, mm-hmm. especially about how involved he was with his daughter, how much he loved his daughters and, and his family, um, how much in that one interview, how much people used to come up to him, tell him that, oh, he need a son, he need a son, he need a son. Hey, even we were saying that not too long ago, like, dang, if only he had a son to really, like, you know, that's where's, where's who's that going to be in the NBA? But how much he was like, no, that's past that, much less how he's uplifted his daughters past those kind of um, – I say I just put it as that patriarchal norms as we view as we view sports in that type of context. Um, he also was an advocate for women's sports too, as well. Very big advocate. Yeah, and, the biggest, and, honestly, yeah, the biggest. I, the, the biggest. Yeah, all, all time, honestly, like outspoken in public, easily. Um, that, that from a man, from a man athlete, from what I've known, um, and that's just what gets me. And like you know, as much as I dream, as much as I have all these goals in my life in my young life so far, um, I don't really think that. You know, his death really, it, I just don't think that it really showed me that what's well, hard for me. Because like, I feel my dream has an end point to it. Mm-hmm. That's, that's what's hard. It, 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 like, it death didn't show me that, you know, the way I've been living, the way I've been viewing my, my work and my life is the way it should be. Or the way I should be kind of cont- content with type of thing. You know, I want to change the world too as much as anybody who has a, who can dream wants to. You know, but why do I have to stop at this one thing? That why do I need to see this one thing happen? Why do I have to see this one particular thing happen in like policy or education for me to think that uh, I've done enough? You know, yeah. like damn, it was never enough. And like he really kind of powered through life on the on the back of I have a work ethic and I can work hard. And if I know I can put my mind to something, I can put my effort to something. I can put my energy and my body towards it too, and get the outcome that I achieve. And like you said. No one, and much less being the same size and position as Michael Jordan, <laughs> much less going to do it in his way, and then have us growing up talking about some Kobe in the trash can. <laughs> yeah, type of thing. yeah. I think I think it's crazy because I think that's one of the things that hurt more. Because as much as I love Kobe and you know would go out on the court and try to emulate him in my next game or whatever the case is, I think his passing meant or hurt not because it had anything to do with basketball in itself, but I think it was the values that he portrayed through basketball, the work ethic, the passion, the I'm going to be better than the next guy. I'm going to leave the gym last. It was yeah. those intangible things that had nothing to do with his like shooting percentage or you know how many awards he had won. Yeah. It was how can I take the values that he displayed on the court and in practice and in his career into what I do on a daily basis to leave – a legacy that's only that can only be a fraction of you know this dude that essentially changed the, world. the game, yeah, the world, um, in a sense. So I think that's where I'm struggling at. And now it's like you know we sit here to talk about personal legacies and some legacies of some other people. Mm-hmm. It's it's hard to even think. Because, I mean, everybody has their legacy in their own their own way, oh, like what they way. shape. But it's just like you know what can what can we do to try to to reach our fullest potential understanding that you know even kobe at 41 you know what what was left we yeah. and we'll never know and that's so what hurts. that's that, that's, <laughs> that's what, what hurts. hurts and i think for us it's just like you know we're young how can we make sure tomorrow is the most impactful it can be but then it goes back to what we talked about in episode one still finding time to chill and have a hobby and not be productive and just enjoy life so it's a catch-22 <laughs> catch-22 definitely Definitely, we should just, we should transition into that conversation about what a legacy is and we like should. you know. But we make sure we pay our respects to the of families, course. of course. Of so, course. rest in peace, Kobe Bryant. Rest in peace, Gianna Bryant. Rest in peace, Alyssa Autobelli. Rest in peace, John Autobelli. Rest in peace, Carrie Autobelli. 
Rest in peace, Christina Mauser. Rest in peace, Sarah Chester. Rest in peace, Peyton Chester. And rest in peace, Ara, Z- Ara Zobayan. Uh, everybody on that that flight, the helicopter flight that, cl- that crashed, uh, rest in peace. God bless their soul. Uh, deepest condol- condolences to their families, um, who I can't even imagine <laughs> how they're going through this, losing family members and losing loved ones. And it's going to be, it's one of those things that I think I heard it from Shaq. It's like, I don't know if anybody's really going to recover from this, right? This is kind of one of those things that just change you forever, mm-hmm. and you can't, you can't unshake it. You can't, you can't, you know, wash it off like something else. This is something tragic. So rest in peace to everybody that was lost in the helicopter crash. Definitely. My bad. It was a very sad moment, but we could transition. No, it was a necessary <laughs> moment. No, 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 no. It was just yeah, get that silence, man. It was necessary. Thank you for giving that to the families. Of course. Um, yeah, but I, just, I wanted to transition and just to, as we're talking about that, like you said, um, if we're gonna talk about legacies, like every single human being has on earth has a legacy in their own right, and so like that's was something we needed to not only define, because like the conversation around legacies are, are very nuanced, and we see them go go into a lot of wrong directions, and so you know as we have our own plans and dreams and want to do things in our life, you know what does that legacy mean to us, and what do we hope our legacy to be that type of conversation and so i want us go back to the first part what what do you th- how do we address people's legacies in regards to people in general we're talking about celebrities what are you really thinking about everyone 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 yeah because the approach is saying because once someone's gone is gone we all evaluate it the same way i mean i don't know i think the one part about like that i think that was important like regular people or celebrities you is think because so? you think it's different? i think it's different only mm-hmm. because there's so much say that like social media and like the media as a whole can put on celebrities that they can't actually put on individuals so like me looking at my uncle or my cousin or my parents it's only my impression that i'm going to give for your legacy so like what did you mean for me mm-hmm. what conversation did you do like how did you help me growing up versus a celebrity i can't because i don't know that person I I can't but listen to, you know, what somebody t- try to tarnish dudes on the shade room said about him. Like, not that it's going to, like, change my opinion completely, but it's going to be a, a, a part of that legacy for me. Like, dang, I wonder if they did that or was the shade room just chatting on Tuesday? Like, mm-hmm. I think that all human beings have a, I guess by the time you die, you have a list of actions that you did. And I think we all can be evaluated on as far as we know. Because, of course, mm-hmm. we don't know. Exactly. I don't know Kobe, what Kobe did mm-hmm. every day. I don't know what yeah. he did every month or what he did with his family. Like, I'll never know. I'll never know. Yeah. Um, but as much as, as far as we do know, with the information that we had, that we have currently, you know, um, what, like, how do we approach, like, remembering these people and, and their meaning and their whole complexity, too. Yeah. At the same time. Cause there's a lot of good points. A lot of people we're going to talk about has points of good, like Kobe. He has, ex, you know, excellent career, excellent life, family man, all that type of stuff. But he does not have that rape allegation against him, and from 2003, and that's something that that he confessed that he, what do you say? He gave a statement after the case was closed, and he said that he thought he had consent at the time, then he realized he didn't after, and he was wrong, um, so on and so forth. Not to defend or exonerate or do anything, but I'm just saying what he said after mm-hmm. the case. Um, but that's just something you have to look at when you talk about people who have passed. You know, as much I, you know, I, he'll always be that inspiration to me. Mm-hmm. But I always have to factor that in that that was just you know something that that he went that he did and he went through too at the same time. Yeah, I think, and this will get touched on to the more celebrity point. Um, mm-hmm. And I guess it's hard to judge because what is the compass of or what is the judgment that you attach to somebody's wrongdoings in life and i think for me i feel like because especially with celebrities and iconic figures 
because they're so larger than life, I think I always remember how people look at them and how I look at them, right? And I, even as large as somebody is at life, I've never seen that perfect person as being perfect, mm-hmm. right? So I can name, and granted, this does not apply to everybody, for example, right? I use, like, arbitrary example, like, I'll say MLK, because I hear this every once in a while when MLK came, comes around, and people's like, oh, he... He cheated on his wife. He's, you know, this, that, and the third. That's not going like, to start it. You know, we, we won't get started on that conversation, of course. We can yeah. say that for a different day because I'm going to go off on that mm-hmm. conversation. But it's one of those things where it's like, okay, I see I see the action. And I'm like, okay, is MLK God? Is he devoid exactly. of you know, imperfection? Is he, you know, not allowed to make mistakes? Does he have to be perfect just because you get to see him on a stage? And so... I judge people based on what, like Mike said, like weighing in the good and the bad. Like if you've brought good to the world, you've brought impact, and if you've done good things, I'm not going to write you off just because of the mistakes you made. Because if mm-hmm. I'm in that same position, right, and I did X, Y, and Z, or I said something to somebody, and it's like, oh, toss Stephen aside. And it's like, wait, you yourself, you don't volunteer, you don't go to church, you mm-hmm. don't do X, Y, and Z. And you have the audacity to try to murder my legacy, but you're not doing anything for yourself. Like, what gives you that right? Mm -hmm. And so I try to stay away from assassinating people's character because of their mistakes. If what they're doing is detrimental to the humanization or the mortality of others and, like, the well-being to an extent of is drastic, I'll factor that in, of course, and I'm going to push that accordingly. But mistakes that I can look at mistakes that I can see myself, even myself, not like see myself making, but I can see it as a mistake that is human, right? I've, and granted, what does that mean? We could dive into that as well, but I look at them and I'm like, yes, you're not perfect. What you did was wrong. I'm st- And if you've had that impact where you're still a good person, I'm still probably going to idolize you. I don't know... Outside of maybe, and this being because they didn't come out yet, outside of like maybe Barack Obama, I don't know any of my idols who are with, and like LeBron James, I don't think he did anything either. No, but LeBron, <laughs> LeBron James LeBron has done nothing, nothing. nothing. Who don't have something that has happened in their life that they've made a mistake. Mm-hmm. And as men, right, especially as black men, like when you have an affinity for a man, and not to say they can't do any wrong, but it's like, oh, I see that. He still did X, Y, and Z. Mm-hmm. That's the guy right there. And it's careful because you, you, you have to do that appropriately for certain people. Mm-hmm. But I think it's like when they come into your life. I'm trying to like really like help the, like our audience understand like how like you can kind of like configure that idolization even mm-hmm. in the face of like their wrongdoings. Like if depending on how you weigh it, um, I think that when it comes in. So let's say Obama, right? I so. and even Kobe too. Like when they came into my life, I was young. I was yeah. very young. Like you know. I was young. I was in a community that didn't have a lot of role models, or if any role models, much as out of my fam- outside of my family. Um, and when my like, idolization of Kobe Bryant for hard work and sports and basketball, or Barack Obama for just being a black man on TV, on TV him speaking well, running things, like you know, doing all those good things that he did uh, during his presidency. When I was younger, that there the, the idea of them fit in my mind as a place of kind of 
emulation. Like I, if I want to work hard, I should be like Kobe Bryant. Mm-hmm. If I want to be a public leader, I need to you know have my mannerisms or some type of approach like a Barack Obama does. And so while you're building a foundation of your own identity, they become like kind of a part of that foundation as well type of thing. The idea of them does um, that you had when you were depending on when you kind of built that attachment to them that non-real attachment to them um and so when you're going through like it's hard because like once you let's say kobe you know he goes and you go through life and he dies right and then you're trying to look back like dang like you know i remember how much he meant to me how much how much he made me feel like i should work harder and it's hard to let that go you know it's hard to really like push that out of your mind that like when you were 12 and you were in the court and you was really like ah 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 you know you're trying (laughs) as hard as you can to really do what you can jab and turn around like that was the person in your mind who was constantly in your mind pushing you to go Mm -hmm. farther and it's hard to really like let that flame go that, that that they kind of ignited in you so that's what i think that's kind of makes it difficult for us to be like you know he had this whole this god-awful allegation and he did it too as, as he admitted after the case um you know and like how do we wait like and you know, how do i weigh that you know give respect to the victims of that case but also kind of like he he after that he wanted to have this you know life where he did a lot of positive things after and great great person um after after the fact but you know how do we really like balance that like how do we even view that type of thing because even though like some people do give those good contributions to society but at the same time they they might have caused caused hurt like you said steve um like how do you know how do how do we as just an average person you do that because that that's and i know we're talking about celebrities that can work on a personal level you can have a father like that a mother like that too absolutely where you had this whole complicated relationship with them or some other person in your life and they then all of a sudden they're gone and you don't know how to feel about it you know no it's that that was a lot because i think Oh, yeah, no, that's a lot. no, I mean, I think it's hard because you can't really define it because you nece- you can't necessarily separate the work mm-hmm. from the person. person. Yeah, you can't. So you sit here and you say, you that's know. So you said I thought about all the aunties and R. Kelly, but we don't got to talk about that. No, no. Actually, <laughs> I know Steve, we, Steve just mentioned Bill Cosby <laughs> under his breath yeah. and then mentioned R. Kelly and thought we wasn't going to come back to it. Talking about legacy. <laughs> no, but I was about to say oh. music, that's where people do it, though. That's yeah. the that's number one place to be like, nah, I'm just going to separate the music, music from the, the person. person. But you can't do that. You can't. That's the same thing they said with Bill. Like, you know, mm, I, still, I still watch the Cosby, Cosby show. show. I still watch A Different World. You know, he was a uh, funny comedian. I still watch the sketches. sketches. No, Dave Chappelle touched on that, I think, in his when his stand up. He touched on a lot of things. But Dave Chappelle so. be chatting those. I'm not gonna get into the whole thing Dave Chappelle be saying. But he just talked about that Bill Cosby thing. Uh, I'm just gonna really fair paraphrase and shorten it up, but like he was saying that like he he was like that black male on television who didn't allow negative perceptions of black people in the eighties and seventies mm-hmm. um, to be on T V, Bill Cosby. But then he did, you know, like sixty rapes at the same time. So you know you're not gonna it's hard you can't really balance that out type of thing. Yeah. But he was like Bill Cosby to his generation was that first black super that super dad and superhero on yeah. T V mm-hmm. type of thing. But I mean I think that's the that's the crazy part because even if you look at R. Kelly and not to sit here and justify anything like that, but imagine the amount as him as an artist mm-hmm. imagine the people that he inspired the people yeah. that grew up and said i wanted to be like r kelly for whatever reason like mostly because like he could sing like his music yeah, his creativity and all that stuff so yeah. like the people that started their singing careers or their passion for singing because of r kelly like they wouldn't have been here had we not you know honored him and his legacy and he'd been this paramount figure in r&b music mm-hmm. for most of his career so I think the same thing that goes with Bill Cosby, you know, people that grew up on the Cosby show. And this is like how I want my family to be. I want to marry a black woman. I want to a two income household with two powerful figures. I want to yeah. raise my kids and have game nights and family dinners like these things that just didn't seem real. You yeah. know, for me growing up, like they came and talked, talked as a family and just had yeah, these game family nights. Dinner. I, to- I told some girl at work, I like. 
She's like, when do you have family dinners? I'm like, my family didn't have family dinners going on. She's like, that's so sad. I'm like, I mean, I guess my mom works second shift. We're not going to have family dinners. My mom a single mom. Four right. Kids. We're not having family so it's, it's like little stuff like that, like the conversations he had with Theo and, you know, with Monopoly mm-hmm. money and stuff like that. Like mm-hmm. these conversations oh, that, that you that you emulate. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm not going to lie. I'll probably still emulate when I have children, you know, as much as, you know, my father was impact on me. You still learn from this other this outside media. So to completely, you know, cancel things, it, it's so hard for me because obviously, like Mike said, you cannot devalue any victim and you know discredit anything they say Mm -hmm. but you still have this this impactful media this impactful creative art form that you don't know what to do with or for kobe you know in his legacy this impactful basketball player and humanitarian that you don't know what to do with because there's always this there's always going to be some type of blemish on somebody's resume yeah and it's just like is it my job to grade that resume or can i just like rock with the person for what they've done I had to ask, is that a question or was that rhetorical? No, I I mean, I wanted to hear a penny. It wasn't a question okay, like okay. to respond to, mm-hmm. but um, to, to further delve into, um, I think. I think that I try to avoid, I don't try, I avoid and I advocate for other people to avoid situational ethics. Like if we treat one thing differently in one mm-hmm. situation, then we treat thing, other things. Um, I think as far as like legacies goes, what we're talking about, me and my code of morals and ethics, I have to approach things objectively. I have to approach people objectively. Mm-hmm. Right? If you did, you like it's like I said, you have a certain list of action that you did. Mm-hmm. You know, and I'm going to look at all of them, the bad and the good, mm-hmm. and I have to objectively come to a conclusion about who you were as a person based off the things that you did, because nothing else matters in our as human beings. Honestly, nothing else is about how we what we did and how we impacted other people. Type of thing, um, and so on the let's say let's, let's say this subject of Bill Cosby, like on the subject of Bill Cosby, like you said, the timeless, you know, innovative novel, TV shows and comedy and, mm-hmm. and number four scene. However, his record of offenses and assaults was honestly something I've never seen before. By over like R. Good, Kelly, no, no, well, him too. Uh, but him, uh, we, we don't have to talk about him. His his music was never greater than his offenses. No, 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 no. Oh no, no, it was never. It was never. He's not. He's not being. He's only being mentioned here, not talked yeah, about. Yeah, no, no, we're we don't need to. We don't need to. I mean, no, and so canceled. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Spotify about to. <laughs> I'm surprised it's still up there. To be honest, yeah. His music on Spotify. Yeah. It's still I know it's on like YouTube, YouTube, and things. No, YouTube. YouTube got to be impartial in a way because they're like. Google. That's Google. Can't Google the ones be, doesn't want to get political. That's true. Really? I think Spotify took it off 100. percent Really? Really? It's still. On, I think it's still. On, I think it's still. On are you Spotify. sure? Spotify took somebody's music. It's still down. Apple Music. It's down. It's not on Spotify. I'm pretty sure it's not. Yeah, on Spotify. it's on Apple Music. You said it's on Apple Music. It's definitely on Apple Music. If it's on Apple Music, I'm pretty sure it's on Spotify. No, because Spotify is a, they be um, taking down people's music. That's the thing. Like yeah, if you're doing something, cause I forgot it was R. Kelly and somebody else's music that they took down. Yeah, they got a lot of R. Kelly music man. <laughs> on on iTunes. Oh yeah, um, yeah, on Apple Music. They still got trapped in the closet on here. Oh, oh no, they still got some of R. Kelly's things. I think it's. I mean, I know you. I don't feel like like you said, like Mike said, you mm-hmm. can't just take off some songs. Like mm-hmm. that's that defeats the purpose. Yeah, either you. Oh no, they I, don't. I don't listen they to music anymore. Don't. Like you see, it, you can't see the list of songs though. Actually, no, you can't. Never mind. I'm cap. Yeah, I guess it's here. I, they took it down at one point. They took down somebody's music. I thought it was R. Kelly and somebody else's, but. Mm. We talked. We gave him too much time. We, yes, we, we did. Anyway, you talking about Bill Cosby? 
Um, but yeah, even like someone like that, like you I have to look at his course of like offensive action. Those are you know considerably worse. And I'm talking, I'm not talking about reading like headlines. I'm talking, about, I read like cause I couldn't you read, read the statements. Bill Cosby, yeah, yeah, I had to. No, I thought like the woman's testimony. Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah, 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 I had to, I had to, I had to read like the statement, even statements from like the eighties and because that's just something like. It was so crazy to me. I'm like, did he really? And like, first of all, he does have statements from like the seventies, eighties where he was giving interviews and he said this is something that he did quite often. Like with the way they just. Like, I mean, he said it in stand up too. Yeah, he's, so, like, yeah, like it was not so like it's not like I couldn't believe it. And like, don't all jokes have some truth to it, uh, some truth in them. And so like that's for me. I was like, okay, I can't, I can't, I, I just can't. Like you know, if I'm going to have say I have integrity, I must just be a role model for my for people under me or my own children. I can't be like, oh yeah, I can I can watch the Cosby Show. Oh, I can listen to R. Kelly music. Doesn't matter. I'm just going to separate it. So then what? They're going to start separating my actions. Then like I'm not going to be like to me. That's not a genuine real person mm-hmm. ever. If I'm only going to treat them this way because if they're black or you know if I just had some affinity towards them, like I like a part of being like an adult is having that capacity to be like you know it might be tough but you have to make that kind of progress as a as for your character and as a person and for the other people that look up to you too or might be following after you because yeah if you're not doing that then what are you what are we really doing all this for that's true it's i mean i think i think it's i think it's a little bit easier for us because i think even like the cosby shows that we've seen were all reruns always so you know i think i think (laughs) for the people and not to say that it makes it any different like seeing Mm -hmm. a rerun versus seeing a live episode but there are certain people that this is all like this is their home like the cosby show like they was like an extended relative yeah when you look at it you talk to grown folks they're like Mm -hmm. Like, I guess Cosby. They'll say, like, I guess. Like, they won't say Cosby. Like, oh, I guess Cosby did it, but I still like, <laughs> I still like, like, you know, you can, they can't separate what they what they grew up on from the actual person. And I was, well, I was going to ask y'all, because Bill, are kind of two slightly different decades, I guess, because I don't think our decade has somebody that's like that, right? Like, that we grew up on. The closest thing is Kanye. Like, like Somebody who was controversial in a way that it affected their music or their platform. I mean, I think the um, the impact Kanye, of R. Kelly's, yeah. I think, spills, it's, it spills, spills over. No, this is ours, but it's not like ours in a sense. Yeah, you know. What I'm I mean, saying? I don't think I, I don't I, think ours is old enough. I understand what you mean. Yeah, ours is not old enough. So we can have sense. this conversation in twenty years, like, yeah, and then it's just because uh, we we were used to, we were hearing his music at parties. That's why, mm-hmm. and we knew his songs, and I, I sung, I believe I can fly at my kindergarten graduation. And we used to sing, um, what's that song? Oh, no. Um, uh, I know what you're talking yeah. about. No, it was a Space Jam, too. I, I Believe I Can Fly. I Believe I Can Fly, but there's, there's other one. Oh, uh, with him boxing? Yeah. I am a uh, yeah, 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 that's song too. That's a great song. That's all school. Yeah, that, yes, yeah, that's same. For another graduation. Wasn't yeah. we like 12 when Trapped in the Closet came out? Yeah, no, yeah. But those days, I was. Was I, was, I, was, I, was, I might have been 11. Oh, yeah, yeah. 11 and 10. I can't remember. And I was like, why is there so many chapters? But yeah, we we gave, we gave it too much time. I know they say too much time. He he got too many questions for us to be talking about that. Yeah. Um. But yeah, that's what we talked. Nah, it's I think it's just it's just hard looking at legacies of artists and even when so even going back to what we were talking about like the wrongdoings of artists, right? Mm-hmm. So when Kanye's got his whole thing going on and mm-hmm. what he's done is not anywhere close to what we just no, talked about. With not people, at all. But. No. I guess it comes to the part where it's like, I think I was talking to somebody, because my beautiful we've read that in this country like millions of times. My beautiful dark twisted fantasy, my favorite album from Kanye, and it's his best album. This, this, no, no, it's this from best a album. fantastic. There's no debate career. anymore. I entertained debate. A Hall of Fame music career. That was his best album. And it's like, at the peak of when he was wilding during this. It was two years, two three Trump years. Trump administration, mm-hmm. black slavery was optional, all that mm-hmm. other stuff. 
and it was like on the very, very low key. Like if my music was playing and Devil in a New Dress came on, I wasn't skipping it. And so it becomes like, okay, you really set like separating the art from the person. How do you do that? Especially with him as as complex as he is, he doesn't make the same album twice. No. They're never the same. Nah, his was actually rough for me. Cause I grew up. Yeah, you was you are uh, Kanye stan. I just like Kanye. Like yeah, I, I was I a super like fan. Like I just like that. His album. career, going through his career, was like me going through my life. And I, every time an album dropped, I can literally pinpoint different parts of my life where I was obsessed with that one album. And seventh grade uh, was eighty weeks on heartbreak. I used to love that. Like, I used to love all his music, and he he meant a lot to me because I always wanted to be being an artist. Was one of my first dreams as a kid, mm-hmm. and he was the artist I wanted to rapper be. Rapper Mike, yo, I didn't want to be rapper. That was actually my first first first, first dream. What Second your, grade. What was your name? I don't know. I didn't have a name. I didn't have a name. Corny, he's not I wasn't serious. I <laughs> wasn't serious. You see me here talking on the podcast. It's clear, I, wasn't, I didn't care that much about it. <laughs> Listen, yo, we can get a beat popping right now, <laughs> DJ. <Nah. laughs> I, I know you. I know you still got your notebooks. I know he does too. I don't. That was my past life. A past life. A past life. But yeah, he was the artist I wanted to be like because he was the artist that was always himself, and I always appreciated artists who tried as humanly possible to get close to perfection, even though it's not, even though it's unachievable for us human beings. But they they made the effort to. They and he was always unapologetically. I was ooh unapologetic. Ooh, I'm, y'all know y'all know what I mean. Tripping up on that word right there. <laughs> yeah, I know but he was always himself without caring about how other people yeah. thought about him. Yeah. And so I always wanted to be that. So when he went through this, all these debacles over two years, uh, I actually have not listened to his music that much over the past over the years because of that thing. Because that's how because that's how disappointing it was to me to see him like kind of. Uh, not I can't even say kind of. Cause like to me, like when he was talking about slavery as a choice, and what else he did? He's wearing wearing the Trump hats, um, supporting. Wow. Uh, yeah, it was what I was supporting about racist. Um, that was your boy. It was tough scenes. It was. Scenes. It was. It was. I, you go I, ahead. I, no, no. If I, if I was going fan, I was still a fan of him at the time. Um, but I didn't like quote unquote cancel him. Uh, I just can't. I just can't relate to that that person who does that. I know no, he on his his religious stuff now, but I I just I just I'm not I'm not there for it <laughs> at no, all. I, I just I can't come back to it. Um, it's only like two, like literally two days ago in the past, like two, three years. I'm like, let me go listen to like uh, Family Business again. Let me go here, like through the wire, like stuff, songs I used to love and like me, like push me through life type of thing. Um, and for him to, I like, cause like when he did it, like I, I understood what he was trying to say, but he articulated, he articulated himself so horribly <laughs> when he was saying that. I'm not gonna forgive him for doing that. He should say his words better. Uh, he shouldn't be making <laughs> impromptu, he, yeah, like every other person, he shouldn't be doing impromptu visits to TMZ and saying nonsense on, mm-hmm. on TV like that, like, you know. Um, and But for him to do all that, like it definitely lessens how you view him as as, as a person. Because um, like what, like what was, because out of everything out of that, we still don't see what the, what the purpose was for doing all that. Yeah. But I mean, I think, I think like what makes it different not different Mm -hmm. because obviously i can't ever forgive or look at kanye bill or you know kelly i I, I I mean i don't put kanye on that level i mean not on the same not on the same level but i still can't look at him the same way i want i um but i think because i still can hold on to the memories i have of listening to these songs at a certain light or watching these episodes or whatever the case is a certain Mm -hmm. light i can still hold those memories so i don't need to go back and listen to the music again because i can still hold on like yo i was listening to to graduation or whatever the case is and that's how i felt during this time i can still hold that and carry it with me so i don't need to go back and listen to it so i think because we were able to experience it experience these people at their peaks or whatever it doesn't necessarily hurt as bad to cancel them now because i can still hold the thoughts and the feelings of how it got me through it's just like as much as i don't want to listen to the song again 
I can still sort of think about it um, in that same way. Yeah. I just can't. Uh, I haven't gotten there yet. It's rough. Maybe because I think you're right. Because this is different. He wasn't like I literally grew up with, um, yeah. and saw him saw his downfall like that. So it was just it was just hard for me. Yeah, no, I don't. I don't necessarily seek it out per se. Like I don't sit there like I gotta play Kanye. Yeah, but it's like mm-hmm. if I literally go on my my phone and I don't play a playlist, and I go ten songs in, and I keep using it because like my, it's literally my favorite song for him, and I think that's Rick Ross's favorite verse. Um, Devil in a New Dress. I starts playing. I'm just like, damn. And I just, I just, I just gotta listen to it, cause it's, I know, I, cause I can, like you, for that album specifically, I can remember everything yeah. going on from like the promo to the YouTube videos when the album dropped, and it was like, <sighs> dang, but what a time, what, what a time. time, that was his peak, oh, what a time, big peak, big peak. So I mean, move from the celebrities that we are not right now. We're regular folks. I'm always gonna be a regular folk. That's extreme cap. Um, <laughs> uh, second night cap, but we can move cap, 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 cap. <laughs> uh, I guess the legacy that you're trying to build as a quote unquote regular individual, <laughs> like what does that? What does it mean for a regular person to have a legacy, right? And I guess what does it mean for you? Like what is the legacy you're trying to build? I'm asking mad questions right now. That's one. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah, triple beer question. <laughs> just throw them all in at That's once. That's my question. Like, just shout them out. Boom. I'm gonna defer to the uh, biggest, largest man on campus. Biggest man on campus. It'd be the oldest dude in the room deferring <laughs> to the young boys. That's crazy. Um, <laughs> what? So wait, my bad. You asking what the what I want? I'm at, I'm what at, I want my legacy to be? I guess. Or what I? What? So what do you envision? yourself being remembered regardless of mm-hmm. whenever your passing is right mm-hmm. and, I, and i thought about yeah. this a lot growing up from like middle school until now and i still think about sometimes too what my legacy is defined as mm-hmm. and so i guess me as me asking you what the what would you what do you think your legacy would be defined as and what and then if it's not where you want it to be what do you want it to become mm-hmm. so i i want to a motivational speaker a great brother and he said that a legacy is when you become more than a man, is when a person becomes an idea, you know, uh, something that people are going to can philosophize for Kobe, working hard, you know, accomplish things, so on. Mama mentality, which will always be every forever um, ingrained in all of our, all of our heads. Um, and for me personally, I think about it once in a while. I think about it. I'm over, I guess all three of us here are overthinkers, but, you know, it's hard, and t- hard not the topic of your death. Um, which it might seem like, you know, grim depending on what the audience or whoever, the specific person listening to this might hear. Um, but I grew up in the city of Philadelphia, and a lot of, a lot of things people don't. Actually, relates to the song. I'm, I have one later, but I'm going to wait till that we get to there. But uh, I grew up in the inner city of Philadelphia, and people don't realize when you grow up in the hood and, like, these like, places like that, that's a very much an early understanding of life that yeah. you kind of you kind of get comfortable with. Um, and so me thinking about my death is not like I'm, like I'm wishing to die, but, like, I just, it, I know, a, yeah, I'm comfortable thinking about it. Same yeah. And so when I think about mine, I just, I hoped to be remembered as someone who motivated and kind of inspired people to see past the the, so, the mental constrictions on themselves and also the social kind of like, I feel like that's a very critical theorist thing to say, mm-hmm. um, but like still it's truth. I always want people to be more than what's suffering in their mind. I don't want them to ever think that, you know, their emotion was gripping them or their insecurities is them. You know, I want always want people to be the best version of themselves, not only the best, but the truest version of themselves. Cause every human being is very unique, very, very, very unique. And I don't know if people were like, how I'm friends with people. Um, 
you're giving give me your game, <laughs> but I'm friends with people. Is um, I open. No, not that type of game. <laughs> just life game. Just you know, being friends with somebody. I know book been open this whole episode. <laughs> being a good human being game. But the game I do is that I just I don't I just I accept people for who they are and I just let them be themselves around me. And I think that makes people feel comfortable. I always takes I think it takes people to feel comfortable sometime around me. Um, because I don't really I don't accept the facade that people put on. I just want to know about what you are. If it's okay to like something, because people are so instinctively apologize about for doing things that they just naturally do, and they they have to stop that. <laughs> like everyone has to stop that. You don't have to say sorry if you do this or if you're late. If just that's just who you like. You know, if this is who you are, I'm not gonna. I, if I don't like who you are, I'm not gonna be around you. If if, I, if you, this is who you are and we don't mesh, that's okay too. That's just you know we weren't meant to mesh personality wise. You can go about your life, be a happy person. I go about mine too and be a happy person. But I want you to be that person. I want you to be who you truly are. Because if we are in a society, which we are currently in, where people are too afraid to be themselves, which they are, then, then you get what social media, the, the bad side of social media, what it gives you, which then people just chop up their identity at different points in their life and they act different in, in different platforms and different settings. The most religious people in the world but still go up and go be an elected official and still take away welfare from people because they just don't care. Because they, 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 they see them being this church as a different part of themselves as being an elected official or as being a student or as being like they act different in different settings. And you start and once you start creating your own set of doctrine for your different social selves, it's hard for you to have like a central identity. That's why don't, ethics don't cross over. to. That's why if you're a man of God, but but you're not doing that, and you know when you're with your friends, you're not doing that. You're not doing the community service. And you're not helping your, you're not helping thy neighbor, or so on and so forth. You know, then what are you really doing? Type of thing. You're just trying to maintain all these selves that you're having, but it's, you can't do that. No one can do that. Once you shut down part of yourself, you're going to shut down the whole thing. Yeah. So I hope once I get to my public leader and start giving speeches, you know. You gotta, I'm the biggest man here. Uh, hopefully. Hopefully. That's my goal. I don't really see myself as being a quote-unquote average person. I'm not going to lie. I, will, I do want to work in well, I do want to be a public official. I do want to do a lot of things in this world. Um, but someone has to because if not, God, 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 God forbid. Because <laughs> if, you, if you're a if it's not the good people doing it, then someone else is going to do it. <laughs> And you're going to see right now if the wrong people are leading you, where where you your society will go. Impeachment. <laughs> <laughs> We're not a political podcast. We're not a political podcast. I didn't say nothing. But yeah, so that's why I want my legacy to be. I want people to not only be themselves, but also feel like their value to society is that is just as equal as anyone else's type of thing. We are all human beings. We're all in this together, and we can all achieve great things, but only if we're together and have a community amongst each other. So when you see me giving my public speeches, that's what I was gonna be directed towards. You have to unify people on cross cross barriers. That's valid. Look, that's standing ovation worthy. <laughs> I would stand up. I'm tired. I'm yeah, sorry. No, we gotta you get the sound bars. We can do the applause. <laughs> that's what we need. Yeah, we do. We grab the sound bars. Soon, soon come. Soon come. <laughs> but go ahead, Mr. Moore, Deacon, Doctor. Look, they give me she'll all these never, titles. She'll I'm... never stop. <laughs> <laughs> Ever since she said that, I just like crack up every time. Yeah, that's so mad funny. Um. They give me all these titles. I'm just trying to be an average person. Wait, is that tech you got on? Russell Tech. No, no, no. Is that Nike Tech? They, they don't got video, so they can't see. Yeah, well, Corey got on the Navy Tech. It's a Russell Tech. <laughs> Where the Russell at? Can't even find a tag. Russell, is that a Nike sign? It's a Russell Tech. Russell sign. Uh, Russell Tech. Russell Westbrook Nike? <laughs> <laughs> this is yeah. not serious. Um, But, yeah, I just want to be a pretty average person. Um, I tweeted about it the other day. I was like, all I want is... Um, Alexis, a couple acres, and a little one to carry on the name. Um, so, but really, I just want to be known as some uh, God-fearing man that worked for his community. So, somebody once told me 
the biggest thing that you can do or the most impactful thing that you one of the most impactful things that you can do is fill the gaps within your community. So find the gaps and, and fill those gaps. And he was talking more from an entrepreneurial standpoint. So, you know, some people that own hotels, they don't just need guests. They need somebody to that a vendor that sells the sheets or a vendor yeah. that shows, sells the blankets or a vendor that sells the mirrors, or whatever the case is. And those people can be wealthy in those gaps. But I've always looked at it more from like a societal level, what my community needs and how those gaps can be filled. So whether it's, you know, being somebody that owns a grocery store, understanding that most black communities are, are food deserts or whether it being somebody that runs a community organization outside of the um, within the local church or whether it be somebody that works, which I want to hopefully do is work with career development, understanding that one of the largest gaps that exists is from graduation to gainful employment. So someone in the, in that place that fills those gaps, but does it and understands that, you know, it's through God's will and God's way that allows me to do that work and allows me to, to be impactful and, and speaks through me and gives me the, the strength and determination to, to keep serving, keep serving uh, my community. Yeah. But in terms of accolades, Give me my couple acres um, and and I'm chilling because I think it's just about the legacy that I can leave more for for my community. And I say this, somebody once asked me in an interview, uh, what was the the most or the biggest accomplishment you had? And I've done some some pretty big things, I would say so far. But I would say my biggest accomplishment was winning um, the student lifetime achievement from the NAACP because it came directly from my community and talked about the work that I had done for my community, filling the gaps that I seen uh, on the campus that I was on for four years. So stuff like that really makes means the world to me. And it's what I want to do. And hopefully, you know, somebody will see some value in it uh, one day. But I don't need I don't need that much. Believe me. That's valid. That's Last valid. but not least. Biggest man of all time. It's never the biggest man of all time. Just regular dude. <laughs> biggest man. Um, I don't know. Like I look at it from most perspective, right? And the first thing, because I want to say, I, um, it's might be cynical, but like I used to ask myself, and this trails back until high school, before I even had, I guess, a foundation to even build a legacy of anything, is like if I was to die today. You know, what am I remembered for? Mm -hmm. You know, who's speaking at my eulogy? What would they say about me, right? In high school, they'd be like, I, and I felt like I would get that generic, well, in the beginning of high school at least, like, oh, he was a good dude. He was nice, you know. And rightfully so, I'm a kid. Like, I'm 13. What did I really do yet? Like, yeah, with yeah. respect, of course. I'm not no, I'm anybody famous. I don't got famous parents or nothing like that. And that brought that, I want to say the same mentality, but I asked myself that more and more as I will go through college. Because I think, even for me, I underestimated what the influence I had on other people growing up. Like, I'll run to people from my high school now, like five years later, and they're doing whatever. They could be working somewhere, or they could just be taking care of their kid or whatever. Mm -hmm. And when I see them, I see the same level of excitement I used to see when I see them in school. And it's like, how you doing? Everything good? You need anything? Like, people asking me if I need anything they haven't seen in five years. Like, you do, you're still in school? 
everything, and I could see there's a special. I always tell people I look in people's eyes, right? Mm-hmm. Like you, you know, men lie, women lie, eyes don't. Like <laughs> for me, eyes don't. That's true. Like I always direct eye contact. People hate it sometimes. Like why are you still staring? I'm like, no, nah, I'm looking at your eyes because they're insecure. Yeah, that's a lot going on. But that's another. That's another conversation. Mike love bringing up other conversations. Mike, Mike love you know tapping future topics into the current podcast. Yeah, a lot of things, a lot of things. <laughs> look, that just means I got to tune in. So. I will look in people's eyes and I can see a genuineness of what they're saying. And on a small level, my eye, cool, that's just my community, you know, at my high school. And then when it started happening in college too, and it was like, okay, what am I doing to impact people? And that was when I started asking myself, like, what would I want my legacy to be? And I always wanted my legacy to be larger than myself in the sense that I had enough influence to change things that had nothing to do with me. Like, if I went into technology, I want to be able to influence politics. I want to be able to influence sports. I want to be able to influence how things are run in different towns or my hometown or, or able to bring something like sustain, sustainable living to all parts of Ghana or something. Like I want to be able to say when people, like, remember me, it was like, that guy could do anything. He did this, but he can do anything. And so... When I ask myself a lot of times when I do stuff for people, what am I doing it for? And it's like, I'm not really doing it for myself. Like, both of y'all know this. I've lost money. I've done this stuff, whatever. It's because I want not only for my legacy to be great, but I want people who grew up around me to have that same legacy to be greater, right? There's no purpose in me just having a legacy. And when I'm gone, there's no improvement in the lives of the people I try to influence. There's just the memories of the good things, which is fantastic. But... If my legacy didn't make you better, there is no legacy. And so my legacy, in a sense, is really reflected upon the people that I've went through in life and where I brought them the actual meaningful change mm-hmm. and where did that change bring them. And when I know where I can pinpoint that, and I won't, I won't know until I'm dead, to be honest, or somebody's got to tell me in heaven because I'm – you never know, truly. Mm-hmm. And some people don't always review their thoughts. It's like – let me bring them to this elevated level. Like, I tell people all the time, like, if I'm eating, you got to eat, too. We all eating together. Like, what am I going to do eating by myself? That's why you got potlucks. Nah. So, First law of life. I'm, tr- I'm trying to, in, in a small, I'm not really worried about being famous. I'm not really worried about accolades. I can't pinpoint what I want in life ex- besides maybe building a dynasty with a beautiful woman. He keep bringing this up. <laughs> <laughs> so, what we say six kids, six kids, episode one. I'm trying to build a dynasty. Come in the comments, let them know. <clears throat> we gotta make IG first. <laughs> we do have make IG, and then we got to tag people's at names. Corey, what's yours again, so they can know? Don't even worry about it. Um, <laughs> so just, I'm just, I don't know. Every day I'm trying to build my legacy, and when I'm having my non-serious moments, especially being lazy, I reflect on what am I doing. <laughs> And I guess, because I come from humble beginnings, just like most most people do. And so I want to be able to look back and people say, hey, he's from here. I was here too. And so that's why I got all these sons and daughters running around. I told them to be better than me. Because <laughs> I made bad decisions in my life, but I'm still here, so we're good. <laughs> Dude's not serious. Woo! So I think that's a, that's enough. That was a lot. Um, I don't know. 
that was a lot. And I think, you know, we eat, we work in each and every day to get to the place where, you know, the legacy means something. The words that we talked about are implemented in some way. Absolutely. And I think all of us in, in so many ways do it on a daily basis, whether it's, you know, working with the students that we do or sons and daughters like Steven got. I'm not there yet. But um, they're not official sons and daughters. I haven't. I'm a single father raising all these kids. Corey Kappen. You know Corey's, you, Corey's Kappen because Corey has, like, grandsons. <laughs> and I have grandsons, too, but Corey has, like, multiple grandsons. Corey know he run his city. I don't know he I'm about Kevin, to say that, yo. The whole, not even not even just West Haven. It's, like, New Haven, West Haven. Is there, like, a North Haven, too, or something like that? Oh, goodness. Um, him, him and his fraternity run that city. Big blue, big blue, big blue. Steven, you run the East by yourself. So No, I do not. So I anybody not. that come from the East that don't come out quality, <laughs> I hit up Steven. I'd be like, Steven, get your mans from the East. Yo, Corey really be trying to throw Everybody from the east is popping, yo. We we all over. We we, we got we gotta talk about it offline. We gotta talk about it offline. Um that's true, that's true. but so now we just wanna transition, like we said, um each and every week we're gonna do our best to put y'all on to some some new music to get y'all through y'all weeks. New music, old music, new music, vibing. old music, we, yeah. We need like a real we gotta get a name for this, but we'll get a name for it in the future. Yeah, we're gonna put we're gonna probably put a playlist on it, so um watch out for what's coming, but yeah. really we just like wanna join playlist? Or like separate playlists. Joint. A joint playlist. Joint playlist. Uh, I'm about to say. This is a joint playlist. <laughs> what? See <laughs> niggas wrong with me. <laughs> oh man. So what y'all rocking with this week? Uh, Mike, Steven, what's good? You want me to go first? Who's going first? Mike go first, man. You went first last time. Oh god. I guess I go first. This week, you know, for my music picks, I like to stay on theme with the topic that we have. Um, I think you know, I like to relate things over you know i'm an artist myself i just like things to connect and like you know have meaning so i'd like to pick a song that sure the artist as a young man yeah <laughs> mike, mike said he's an artist twice today i'm still waiting for this rap I'm name i know he has life. hidden files on soundcloud i'll find it is better than that more more than rap <laughs> but at the same time uh so this week i pick shadow man by my favorite woman rapper no name actually one of just top three rapper for me right now in general uh and that's the song right now how did you see how do you love? How do you remember me? Oh, oh, oh. I'm a rotic nightingale. I hope the darkness keeps you well. When I can't fall asleep at night, I blindly taught myself to fight. Oh, shadow man, shadow box, please keep your hands up. And if you get knocked down, don't forget to stand up. Bless the night. Shadow man, shadow box, dance in the dark of me This resurrected agony, this apathy for caskets Everything I ever loved, I lost in the magic I claimed by the river, my body delivered When I die, it's 27 rappers in my funeral Moses wrote my name in gold and Kanye did the eulogy Remember all the bashfulness, understand the truancy Yeah, I stand in front of a college dropout But her music was a church, we on spirit hopped out Met a gypsy in the lane, she reading my palm tree Mysterious situation, like kissing the concrete I eat, getting money I be close to heaven, they be claiming love me, hold me down forever. I never should have bought this halo. He waiting for me at his table. My funeral with And that was a beautiful clip. And why I chose that song is like I mentioned earlier, like death is a very early understanding where you come from humble beginnings or, you know, the inner city or I don't know how much other euphemisms I can say, the hood. <laughs> you know, yeah. and 
And in that song, it's it's a beautiful song to me because I'm also a writer. And what they did, all three artists on that song did, is that they wrote as young black people. They wrote about their perspective of their death, their funerals, and what they and what life would mean to me, and what the transition from afterlife or transi- transitioning from life to death. And what that meant to them as young people, as, especially as young rappers coming in, as, as they're all independent artists in the game. So it was just something beautiful that I think relates to not only our conversation, but just where we are in life right now. Mm. That's valid. Um, y'all know me. If you really know me, you know I love her. Her, top two, up there with Ari. They're both, honestly, both tied for my ones, honestly. I can't pick between the two. Steven Lennox. Steven Lennox. Right now we just adopted 100% Steven Lennox. Shout out to her too, though. Uh, My song just came out, I think, about a week ago um, by her. It's called Sometimes. Uh, Really cool vibe, and it's really talking about things in life that you can't control that, you know, you just got to work through and keep going forward. So this is Sometimes by her. Sometimes it don't go your way. Sometimes you gotta. Sometimes. Sometimes it don't go your way. Sometimes, sometimes you gotta. Uh, yeah. I had a plan, I had it mapped out. I knew where I was going when I left out Oh, you couldn't tell me that I wouldn't be there on time I had some guarantees I had a deadline But now I know things change for better or worse You could say that I'm the same, but I ain't just a two all the hurt Dope, dope record um, hope she puts out a project out this year. I think she will mid key. I think this, this everyone used to put out a project. On she, well, she, I think she's gonna do it because why? She had a single with YG, and then she put out this one. So all that, all I hear now is an album coming by the end of twenty twenty, which is fine by me. I'm around. But Corey, what you walking with? I said walking, rocking. <laughs> um, I had to change the the tempo a little bit, a little harder than what I usually do. Mm-hmm. Um, usually mm-hmm. the R and B head too. But um, <laughs> shout out to the game for his project, Born mm-hmm. to Rap. I don't come a little while, but we'll, we'll let it go. But, but, but the album I, I could listen, in, I could listen through straight through, and that's, that's one that's of the fact. few albums I could we do. We talked about that, too. It's mm-hmm. really good. Yeah, yeah, so shout out the game um, and everything that he's doing. But uh, Blood Thicker Than Water, uh, the game featuring Trey Songs, uh, one of the things that I really liked about it, it talked about sort of the, the circle that you surround yourself with. So as you try to progress and try to be great, uh, there will be haters along the way, but there will be people that support you and love you um, throughout that journey, throughout that process. So I think for me, it it sort of details the importance of having a circle that supports you and a circle that motivates you. Um, so shout out to the game. Uh, this is Blood, It's Thicker Than Water. Stay stripping for miles. Pain got me looking to the sky. 
Hey, street runner, you know the history. Blood, thicker than water. The best rapper alive ain't up for debate. Cause every time you challenge the throne, niggas hate. Just like your neighborhood, niggas smile when they in your face. Conspire behind your back and then show up to your wake. That shit fake. Whatever it takes, you gotta defeat those odds. And don't trust nobody on this earth except your mama and God. Niggas show they true colors, you don't even ask why. Cause niggas always watch you cook, they wanna slice your pie. Leave you surprised, keep your eye on the prize and aim for the sky. You was born by yourself, and that's the um, again, make sure y'all go check out that project, uh, Born to Rap. The game, blood thicker than water. Well, yeah, but say, it seems like we're towards the tail end of this. Yeah. Um, I know the dude's got some things to do after this. Why y'all both look at me? Y'all be busy men too. I don't got nothing see, to do. You that's doubt, Cap. You just see. said the beginning episode that you going to kickback. Yeah, but that's not till like ten thirty. It's see, six o'clock. We, we have to jump into these details. He started projecting. See what this, <laughs> is, this, this is where it gets you. Uh, <laughs> Ain't nobody hey, say yo. nothing. But the guilty person always starts. Oh uh, my god. Uh, <laughs> Steven always trying to spin it, man. I know. What do you mean? I'm just we spinning together. <laughs> exactly. where, where you about to go? Huh? I'm going to a little surprise function. Surprise function. Yeah. yeah. That's where we're going. That's probably just I the think, first move of the night, but I'm not gonna say yeah. no. We're gonna Corey, 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 <laughs> I'm gonna let dudes ride. I'm gonna let dudes ride. I think me and Corey might might end up at the same spot later. Possibly. End it but then leave to go to different spots. Yeah, we live we live at different places. That, that's yeah, no, 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 don't don't try to come in and save it. Like <laughs> don't be living at different places. Oh man. My birthday tomorrow. So we gotta go live that up. Yeah, yeah by the time y'all hear this, Mike will be 24 years old. That's Grown. True. That's true. Grown. In his prime. Looking In for. Prime. What are you looking for, Mike? More life. <laughs> <laughs> more I ain't never seen a tap dance worse than that today. I ain't seen one yet worse than that. We're gonna see more tomorrow. We're gonna see oh, tomorrow. Yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure, for sure, for sure. Yeah, Eyes open see. tomorrow. Take the and the third eye. Oh, jeez. I'm bringing a big bottle. Yeah. 100%. Let's do it. Let's do it. Damn. I'm excited. Let me, you know. <laughs> all right. All right. Let's, 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 after, let's after. All right. All right. All right. Wait, 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 wait. wait, wait. I want, as we, you know, as thank you thank you again for tuning in. As we reflect on our legacies, you know, as you going to leave off from this and have this kind of going in your mind about ruminating about what your life is about and what it means to you, just remember, as you live in day in and day out, as a human being, your memory will someday be a part of someone's future understanding of the world as they go about it through themselves. So just remember, a legacy is everything that you leave behind, honestly. And that's a fact. Uh, real big shout-out to Hove for the intro, and basically was going to be the outro very outro low-key. Outro, Fantastic album, Legacy, fantastic 444, my favorite rapper, Hove Hive. You already know the vibes. My favorite Hove album. It's not, not low-key not in the top five, but he might, he, it might no, sink it's in the top five. I know. People, like maybe at five. People think I'm sus for saying that. <laughs> it's okay. It's okay. You didn't grow up on Hove. That's fine. But um, shout-out to Legacy by Hove, 444. Um, Hove, please put it back on iTunes. I have it anyway, but. <laughs> <laughs> oh, goodness. Look, right, yo. Mike gave the benediction. Steve gave a shout out. Um, and I just want to say peace and love, man. Thank y'all. Legacy, 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 legacy. Black excellence. You gonna let them see. Legacy, 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 legacy. Black excellency. Baby, let them see. Someday. Someday. Someday.